the gas lamps flickered in feeble attempts to pierce the vast darkness, casting elongated shadows that danced their macabre waltz upon the cobblestone streets of London's Whitechapel. It was the summer of 1888, and an ominous aura hung thick in the air. The destitute district lay ensconced in a cloak of impenetrable darkness, haunted by a dread that dared not speak its name. Attacks ascribed to the killer typically involved women working as prostitutes, who lived and worked in the slums of Whitechapel. The victims' necks were pierced with mutilations, and the removal of blood from at least three of the victims led to speculation that their killer may have some anatomical or surgical knowledge. The Whitechapel Ripper Written and adapted for audio by A.L. Fart. Chapter 1, Whitechapel Streets of Blood Detective Josh Ackbourne plodded through the narrow alleys, his footsteps echoing against the decaying facades that pressed in on him like spectres of despair. The Metropolitan Police Service badge on his chest felt like a leaden token, as he navigated the twisted labyrinth of poverty and desolation. His discerning eyes, burdened by the weight of a world gone awry, scanned the faces of the impoverished, each visage a potential victim or silent witness to the malevolence that lurked in the shadows. In the smoky recesses of dimly lit pubs, hushed conversations reverberated about the Whitechapel murderer, an elusive phantom christened Jack the Ripper, a spectral entity prowling the night, preying on vulnerable women in the slums. Josh's unwavering gaze locked with that of Seth Smith, a scribe from the Illustrated London News, who sipped whiskey with a pen poised over a notepad, ready to transcribe the gruesome chronicles etching themselves into the heart of the East End. Rumors blossomed like poisonous flowers, interweaving the grisly murders into a tapestry woven by darker forces, whispers of a vampire named Lucian Twins, who held dominion over the night. Father Murphy, an unyielding clergyman, dedicated his soul to tracking and eradicating the Twins' vampire family, his convictions fueled by the belief that evil, whether mortal or immortal, must be purged from the cobblestone streets. Chapter 2 – A Covenant in Shadows Beneath the low-hanging moon, the trio found themselves inexorably drawn together by a shared purpose, a pursuit of a evil force casting its shadow over the veins of Whitechapel. In a dimly lit room, Detective Ackbourne, journalist Smith, and Father Murphy forged an alliance born of necessity and cloaked in the darkness that permeated their world. We're grappling with more than a common murderer, Josh intoned, the horror etched in the lines of his face illuminated by the sputtering glow of a lone candle. There's a darkness here, a darkness that preys on the most vulnerable among us. Seth, his journalistic instincts honed by the scent of sensationalism, furiously etched notes, capturing the grim essence of their impending odyssey. The public must be made aware. 
We must unveil this malevolence for what it truly is, he asserted, visions of ink-stained headlines dancing in his mind. Father Murphy clasped his rosary beads with a grip as unyielding as his gaze. The twins have been amongst us for ages, feasting on the innocent. It is our sacred duty to put an end to this unholy reign. And so, the trio embarked on a perilous journey, navigating the twisted arteries and fog-laden alleyways of Whitechapel, determined to unravel the mystery binding together the mortal and the supernatural. Chapter 3 Blood and Shadows The nights deepened, and tension congealed in the marrow of Whitechapel. The killer's grotesque artistry continued unabated, leaving a trail of lifeless bodies drained of vitality. The streets whispered with dread, and fear clutched those who dared to traverse the umbrous alleys. Detective Ackbourne tirelessly pursued the elusive trail of clues, each piece a cryptic fragment in a puzzle that defied reason. Seth, his fingers stained with the ink of macabre tales, documented each grisly detail as if painting a grotesque masterpiece. Father Murphy, armed with a cross and unyielding resolve, delved into ancient texts, seeking the means to exorcise the vampiric spectre haunting the East End. One fateful night, the trio stumbled upon a cryptic symbol painted in blood on the walls of an abandoned church, a sigil hinting at a malevolent pact binding Lucian twins to the very heart of Whitechapel. As they deciphered the messages, a chilling realization crept over them, Lucian twins had not merely lurked in the shadows but had woven them into a tapestry of his malevolence. Chapter 4, A Blood Moon Ascends The whispers of the Whitechapel murderer crescendoed beneath the blood-red glow of the moon. The unholy alliance faced its greatest trial as the streets became rivers of innocent blood. Lucian twins, draped in shadows, emerged from the night, eyes aflame with malevolence that transcended the mortal realm. The detective, journalist, and clergyman stood united against the embodiment of darkness, breaths forming mist in the frigid air. In a symphony of steel and shadows, the trio confronted the vampiric menace. Detective Ackbourne's revolver spat fire, each shot echoing through the winding alleys. Seth's quill transformed into a weapon as he hurled himself into the melee, capturing the chaos on parchment. Father Murphy brandished his cross, reciting ancient incantations in a desperate battle against the supernatural. The streets of Whitechapel morphed into a battleground, a canvas upon which the struggle between light and darkness played out in a macabre ballet. Blood painted the cobblestones, and the air vibrated with the cacophony of steel clashing with fang. Chapter 5, Redemption Amid Shadows As the first light of dawn broke, a hushed silence descended upon Whitechapel's desolate streets. The vampire's reign of terror ended, and the trio stood battered but victorious. Lucian twins, defeated but defiant, crumbled into ashes beneath the relentless gaze of the sun. The detective, journalist, and clergyman, unlikely comrades forged in the crucible of darkness, shared a moment of weary triumph. 
the shadows may linger, but they cannot withstand the light, Father Murphy murmured, eyes fixed on the dissipating ashes of the vampire. The city awoke from its nightmare, and the tale of the unholy alliance became a whispered legend, a reminder that even in the darkest corners of humanity, a glimmer of light could pierce through the shadows. Detective Ackborn, journalist Smith, and Father Murphy parted ways, each carrying the scars of their battle against the unknown. The gas lamps flickered once more, casting long shadows that whispered of a night when the line between the living and the undead blurred in the heart of Whitechapel. Chapter 6 Lingering Silhouettes In the aftermath of the battle, Whitechapel began to heal, but the scars of the night lingered like ghosts in the shadows. The once terrified residents emerged cautiously from their homes, eyes filled with gratitude and trepidation. The trio's unlikely alliance had become a fleeting beacon of hope in a sea of darkness. Detective Ackborn returned to the routine of police work, haunted by the faces of the victims and the malevolent force he had faced. Journalist Seth Smith penned a series of articles chronicling the peculiar and the paranormal, intertwining fact and folklore in a narrative that captivated readers across London. Father Murphy, however, knew the battle against evil was never truly won. The shadows that clung to Whitechapel testified to the eternal struggle between good and evil. The clergyman continued his crusade, vowing to protect the innocent from the unseen horrors lurking in the city's corners. As the seasons changed, the memory of that fateful night became a distant echo, a tale told in hushed tones by those who had witnessed the dance of shadows. Gas lamps continued to cast their glow, but the air in Whitechapel was lighter, as if the weight of the supernatural had been lifted. Chapter 7 The Nocturnal Veil A year passed, and the trio's paths crossed again under the veil of night. Gas lamps flickered once more, casting long shadows across a city that had changed and evolved. Detective Ackborn, weathered by time and experience, found himself drawn back to the East End, where shadows whispered of new mysteries. Seth Smith, the seasoned journalist, had become a master storyteller, his articles chronicling the peculiar and the paranormal. The two old comrades reunited, sharing stories over glasses of whiskey in a dimly lit pub, their eyes occasionally darting to the corners of the room where shadows seemed to dance. Father Murphy, grizzled and determined, continued his holy mission. His path crossed with the detective and the journalist once more as a new threat emerged, hinting at a resurgence of the evil forces they had fought the years before. Chapter 8 Shadows Resurrected A new darkness loomed over Whitechapel, resurrecting the nightmares of the past. Mysterious symbols painted in blood reappeared, and a chilling unease settled over the city. The unholy alliance reconvened, their shared history drawing them together as they faced a foe more malevolent than ever before. Detective Ackborn, haunted by the spectres of his past, delved into the cryptic clues that littered the city. Seth, 
armed with his pen and a newfound skepticism, questioned the limits of reality if he unraveled the threads of the supernatural. Father Murphy, undeterred by the passage of time, sought ancient texts to decipher the resurgence of the vampiric threat. Chapter 9, Symbols Unveiled The trio's investigation unveiled a clandestine cult, worshipping the ashes of Lucian twins. The vampiric cult sought to resurrect the vampire Lucian, weaving shadows into a web that threatened to envelop Whitechapel once more. As they delved deeper, the Alliance discovered that the cult's leader harbored a personal vendetta against those who had once thwarted their vampire lord's plans. In a race against time, Detective Ackborn, Journalist Smith, and Father Murphy faced not only the supernatural but also the twisted motivations of a vengeful adversary. The shadows whispered secrets that tested the limits of their resolve. Chapter 10, Shadows Confronted The final confrontation loomed beneath the inky sky as the cult prepared to unleash the resurrected vampire Lucian twins. The gas lamps flickered ominously, casting shadows that seemed to writhe in anticipation. The unholy alliance, weathered and scarred, stood united against the impending darkness. In a desperate battle, Detective Ackborn's revolver thundered through the night, Seth's pen transformed into a weapon of revelation, and Father Murphy invoked ancient incantations with newfound determination. The cult's leader, consumed by vengeance, clashed with the trio, the struggle between light and shadow escalating to a climax. But before the first light of dawn broke, the cult's machinations succeeded, and the resurrected Lucian twins would rise once more. Chapter 11 His Shadow Whitechapel descended once more into the clutches of shadows. The triumphant notes of the unholy alliance's victory had morphed into a somber dirge, drowned by the resurgent malevolence that gripped the city. The scars of their previous battles now seemed insignificant, as the trio faced the harsh reality of their failure. Detective Ackborn, once the vigilant guardian, found himself patrolling the streets with a heavy heart, the weight of a defeated purpose pressing down on him. Journalist Smith's tales, once woven with threads of courage, now echoed the lament of a city engulfed by shadows. Father Murphy's mission to safeguard the innocent had crumbled, his resolve shattered by the return of an unspeakable evil. Chapter 12, Shadows Revisited As time slipped away, the events of the Unholy Alliance became a haunting specter, an indelible mark etched into the tragic history of Whitechapel. The gas lamps flickered dimly, casting feeble glows that struggled to pierce the heavy darkness shrouding the city. Detective Ackborn, journalist Smith, and Father Murphy, now haunted by the shadows they once thought banished, seldom crossed paths. The silent understanding that once bound them had given way to the desolation of their shared defeat. The city's atmosphere, once hopeful, now hung heavily with the despair of unfulfilled promise. Chapter 13, Twins' Curse 
The unholy trinity's legacy seeped into the soil of Whitechapel, breeding whispered tales of woe among its beleaguered souls. Gas lamps, once sentinels of endurance, birthed shadows that swayed in macabre cadence to the city's melancholic heartbeat. The trio's triumphs morphed into a sardonic jest, begetting not fortitude but a numbing dread in the marrow of those who bore witness to their tragic saga. Detective Ackborn, his mentorship corroded by bitterness, grappled with the futile task of imparting wisdom steeped in the acrid flavor of defeat. Journalist Smith's once spellbinding narratives twisted into grotesque chronicles of despair, and Father Murphy, the beacon that once pierced the murk, became an emblem of futility in the forsaken recesses of the city. Chapter 14, Shadows Engulfing The repercussions of the unholy alliance's missteps rippled far beyond the cobblestone alleys of Whitechapel. Cities, once eager for their expertise, now recoiled at the mere mention of their names. The triad of despair roamed through a landscape ensnared by the very shadows they had unwittingly unleashed. Chapter 15, Twins Consuming With each lost skirmish and every malevolent force unshackled, the trio bore witness to the voracious onslaught of shadows, a ravenous force surging with newfound appetite. Cities, once untouched by the tenebrous hand, now stood as monuments to the inevitable triumph of evil, their gas lamps, feeble adversaries against the encroaching shadows, murmured tales of a world descending into an unending night. As they stood teetering on the precipice of despair, Ackborn, Smith, and Father Murphy acknowledged that the struggle against shadows was not an endless odyssey, it was an exercise in futility. The world descended into deeper obscurity with each futile killing, a haunting testament to the fragility of mankind confronting overwhelming darkness. Thus, the vestiges of their alliance roamed aimlessly, confronting the unknown not with valor but with the haunting echoes of their defeats. Their brief triumph now a feeble flicker in the face of the inevitable. Were now but spectators as Lucian twins drained their world of blood. The Whitechapel Ripper is part of the Twins' Blood Saga. Written and adapted for audio by A.R.O. Fart. It was a God Help Us production for two of Corp of America.